The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. And now, here's Brandon. Welcome back to the opposite of the new space show. Uh, or no, the opposite of the new ground show. I'm Brandon, and this is my co-captain, J-I-M. Ground control to Moonbase Alpha. <laughs> this is Tom and of Old Space Show. Follows our continued episode by episode travelogue through the first season of Space 1999, where the moon is knocked out of orbit, wandering through the far reaches of space, the population of its human-built colony, hoping to stumble upon a new home. Today, we are talking about the 20th episode, Space Brain. <coughs> I love the title. First. I love it. This episode. Space puzzles. This episode. Space rainbow. This episode. Space walking. This episode. Space symbiosis. This episode. Space foam party. A reminder, we are going through the episodes in the fan preferred production order, not the broadcast order, as found on streaming services. So in this one, alien glyphs appear on all of Alpha's screens. Koenig says an eagle to investigate. The eagle is lost. Pilot's taken over by a huge alien space brain, using him to channel to make Alphans do its bidding. Koenig must destroy it. What a cliche. We've got a Chris Crichton, or Charles Crichton, Chris Penfold jam going on. A dynamic duo who have probably co- combined for episodes already. They're part of the, part of the team. Our guest star is Shane Rimmer. And if you're like, I, I don't know, you're like, you sure as hell know who Shane Rimmer is. You know is. that face. It's one of those character actors. You know the face if you don't know the name. The guy has been, he, his most prominent role in one of them was in The Spy Who Loved Me of James Bond movies, but he also had parts in You Only Live Twice, Diamonds Are Forever, and Live and Let Die. He was in Doctor Strange Love, Superman 1 and 2, Anthony. Gandhi, The Saint. He was star in, Wars what, Episode 4, A New Hope. Exactly. Did we hear of that movie? Maybe. Out of out of Africa, he was in the uh, one of the original William Hartner Hartnell Doctor Who serials. He was in Rollerball. He was yep. in Reds. He was in The Hunger. He was in Batman Begins. He's been in this episodes is... of this show already, but as backgrounder voices. And my but, kids know him as the voice of Louie on Gumball, boom, the amazing world of Gumball cartoon that they love. So he is. He's like, definitely one of those like what journeyman working actors. He doesn't like, stop, man. He, he could you know. never have a banner at a booth at a convention because you couldn't fill all his notable stuff on there. <laughs> like it's big he's, notable he's, stuff. He's like the British version of Terry Crews. He doesn't say no to a check, you know? Right. Mm. Yeah. Hey, more power to him. So don't. 
This one starts out, everybody's working on puzzles on Alpha. It's a, it's a sport. Who knew? You know, when bad Koenig, has Koenig, to go in the closet. Koenig sets a new record. Four hours, 52 minutes. I guess they only have one jigsaw puzzle on Alpha. They all yeah, share it. All the same. Like, they, the liquidation thing was like, hey, you guys heading out in space? Here's our donation. They're all the same. But no people are the same, right? Like, oh, this yeah. is this is our cane expenses Saturday night. <laughs> right. He goes to, he goes to turn in, but uh, computer starts acting funny and and uh, didn't that didn't that weird like hieroglyphs kind of look like that Star Wars language? It did kind of, yeah. It was similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love Bergman. He's like, it's either a practical joke or something very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, my internet's down. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> like, <laughs> But there, so there's nothing out in space, but something's trying to communicate with him. An eagle with two randos goes out now to our, patrol. Our, but before he leaves, we get a really good uh, uh, Koenig. He looks out the window. He looks to the left. He doesn't see anything. <laughs> we get a reaction shot. He looks to the right. Out in space, he doesn't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> and they go back to him. It was beautiful. I'm just like, ah. Oh, yeah. Then he looks. He says, "I don't see anything." <laughs> I'm like, really? Oh, great! Maybe you could have shown us instead of told us that. <laughs> this episode. Oh, wait. okay. Go ahead. So they find uh, the two randos on the eagle. Find some rainbow cloud lighty thing. And right. Then- two. I wrote pilot guy we've never seen before. One and two. Yes. <laughs> and then like. The eagle starts getting covered in shaving cream and cobwebs. They lose contact. Well, it looks like silly string to me. Silly, but, like, yeah. but the way the guy, I'm sorry, I just to back up a little bit. The pilot, while they're like getting covered in silly string that ends up killing them, is like, oh, there are colored lights. It is, <laughs> it is so beautiful, Commander. Oh, my. And they're all like, turn back. Turn back <laughs> now. You're going to crush the ship. But it is. But we having fun. <laughs> we haven't even gotten into the thing yet. It ends up getting covered with silly string and they explode. Yeah. And Carter goes, (laughs) he goes to take a rescue eagle out and a meteor zips by. And he's like, what the hell was that? And it, then it lands and hits alpha. So it's deduced that the meteor might've taken out the eagle when they have it. The pilot before he went crazy called it. I wrote down here, uh, a glowing green space anemone is how he describes it. Right. Which yeah. is not the special effect at all. Yeah. So Carter's, <laughs> Carter's still out in space, and he has Alfin James Kelly go out and take a spacewalk for the record. You mean co-pilot we've never seen before? Yes. <laughs> Who was doing a puzzle at the beginning with his wife? They did right. make a show. Sure, show us that. And why the spacewalk? That's what really bothered me about this episode. Okay, Space you've lost you, you lost one eagle. It got covered in silly string and and, and chewed bubblegum or whatever the hell it is, right? Yeah. Later, it ends up being a foam party. It's like, oh, I have to go outside and take a look at it. No. Yep. <laughs> Why? Now, <laughs> what is that like, going to do? <laughs> looking for debris. Looking for debris. You could you could see it from the window. <laughs> like, you don't need to go out and spacewalk. I just don't walk. understand why the spacewalk. I just did not get it. So the meteor gets brought inside Alpha for analysis, and Helena finds an organic compound on the outside of it. And Victor, he's got a report, and he says the meteor has some of the composition of the Eagle One and traces of human tissue. So they call Alan back. They're like, oh, get back here, Alan. And when he goes to find Kelly, he's just floating unconscious. 
right in space. So Helena does observations on him, and then his wife shows up, freaking out. And Koenig is like, "Yo, he fine. You need to go." <laughs> like this is yeah, weird, right, dude. <laughs> Again, and I think this is another one of those Italian actors that you mentioned before. She is, yeah, she's the her, her, one, yeah. her accent is very pronounced. Um, Carlo Romanelli. Yep. Plays and his wife's name is Melita, but the way Koenig says it, says it, it sounds like Lolita. Like yeah, every time, yeah. I was like, I was like, why is her name Lolita? This cannot so, pronounce shit on Moonbase Alpha ever. I guess not. Yeah. So the monitor and Kelly starts go- showing some odd data, and when Kelly wakes up. He's like, you must not touch my brain. That's the line I wrote. Oh, my God. We did this <laughs> twice. I wrote it all in caps in quotes. You must not touch my brain. <laughs> it turns out he's a Wi-Fi router for the right. brain Pretty now. Because he goes up to he gets goes to the computer room, starts transmitting data or data to the rainbow cloud thing. And, and he's, he's pressing a lot of adding machine keys. He's flipping a lot of random it's switches. It's like what Helena like, did that one episode. Yes, exactly. Much, Same yeah, deal. This again. And my favorite thing is when uh, Koenig is following him, right? Yeah. It's the security guys, right? And he's, uh, the security guys are ready to zap him. He's like, no, wait. <laughs> and then he's like, he tries to interfere and he pulls him away from the computer. And Kelly like pushes him across the room and the security guys pull out their guns again. And Koenig's like, no, wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like it when he's trying to get him to talk. He's like, answer me, damn it. Answer me. <laughs> and, uh, this was the episode where they're like, we come in peace. Answer her, damn it. <laughs> they shut off the power, and Kelly's like, it's all really Oh, mad. my God. There was, and it's huge, and it's marked computer master switch <laughs> in big, blocky <laughs> letters. <laughs> that oh. was great. So but then they, he goes nuts and gets blasted. Yeah, yeah they stun him, but he wanders off, and he's like, Let's see where he goes. And they follow right. him to his room where he's like begging his wife for help. And he's like, I've got to do it, but they won't let me make them understand. So and first, like their computer gets taken over. Yeah. And Koenig holds a meeting to drop a plan where they send an eagle at the cloud with nuclear, nuclear. charges. Nukes. Because that's how they deal with shit. It's been a while. It's been a bit. <laughs> yeah, a couple episodes since we've seen the nukes. I haven't seen the nukes for a bit. And uh, <laughs> they do it uh, via remote control. Because that's safe. Yeah. And a bunch like, of nuclear bombs with a little, uh, you know, remote control airplane controls that Paul has. <laughs> yeah, it's always Paul. It's always, it's always I know. Paul. Paul's not even a pilot. He likes models. He likes, yeah. He's, and, just good at, he's good at RC. What can you say? I love Carter. He goes, whatever's it's out there, it's going to have one hell of a headache when it starts to squeeze that little bundle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alan. Um, so the eagle sails toward it, and Victor calls Kodak to show him some foam. Right, which is some foam. The original a form of the meteor that crushed Eagle One. It's just a box of foam. It's just a lucite box full of foam. <laughs> there you go. That's the meteor. It's like a dish soap. It just looks like regular dish soap foam. Yeah. So the the transmitted data that's going on here ends up revealing that the thing is trying to like change the course of the moon to avoid a collision. Right. And Koenig says they need to find a way to make contact. Oh, he, and, and he suggests their solution. Helena link his mind with Kelly for a symbiosis. Symbiosis. She's against it. They put wait. The way they say symbiosis is great because yeah. they make it like capital S symbiosis. You don't mean. Symbiosis. <gasps> John, John, that's too dangerous. That's experimental. You can't possibly do that. It's the only way, Helena. <laughs> and then Victor's like, Symbiosis. 
it's far too dangerous. You know, they're all like, they all are, are telling me about the risks. And he's like, no, no, I must do it. It's the only way. I'm like, yeah, sure. Okay. Let's get the guy who's in charge of everything and link his brain to someone who's been taken over by an alien intelligence. That's a great plan. Right. <laughs> so, And while he's linked to him, oh, my God, it's like the Vulcan mind melt, but with, with telephone cords. Yeah. Well, it's like they, so they have TRS 80. It's like some trippy shit. Like the room's all quiet. And it's I, just I a- wrote here uh, as they are linked, we see a student film that Koenig narrates. Yes. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's a close up out of him. And there's like the reflection of the monitor and these lights that are just like flashing for like no right. reason. And he's just, he's whispering, but it's echoing. You know what it reminded me of actually was Neil Breen. Yeah, that that one part where he's like the consciousness of a billion galaxies. <laughs> it's like, what the hell are you smoking, dude? <laughs> Bring it back. Oh, so like they find out this thing like is a brain, and it wants help, and it and the computer devise a plan that requires the nukes on the eagle. Like they, right. they need those nukes. Their plan to save them involves nukes as well. Yeah, and there's trouble getting it back to the base. The eagle. There's a malfunction on the computer, and the nukes are armed and loaded and on their way back right to Alpha. Yeah. So Koenig, <laughs> Koenig goes out by himself. You know, Alan's standing right there, their right, track yeah. pilot, you know, all their other pilots. No, Koenig goes out by himself on the eagle to dock with it, defuse the nukes, <laughs> and then divert the, the, other, the ship away from Alpha. All in like three minutes. <laughs> oh gosh. And like so it ends up they manage to get it back and it crashes and the nukes are destroyed. Like you just just destroy nukes in a crash. I guess. I don't know. The moon sends out like foam antibodies and the alphans decide they can equalize pressure on the base and we have sure. a Foam party on foam Alpha. Party. Oh, but before it happens, Ooh. you forgot. Okay. Koenig goes on another truly uninspiring speech. Oh, yeah. Beforehand. That's why I forgot. <laughs> That's his trademark, though, man. I oh, love his. I mean, I'm getting to the point now where I really like his uninspiring speeches. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yay, blandly going where no one has gone They before. motivate you to unmotivate you. Yeah, I just feel nice and beige after I, I hear one of those <laughs> so but i love the slow-mo and lighting with all this oh, like, this was really so like... good and the people drowning in the foam yes yeah, it, <laughs> it is like totally an edible episode like at this point like all right yeah, it was uh let's... it reminded me of the brady bunch episode where jan puts too or, uh, or i'm sorry bobby puts too much soap in the water oh yes yeah yeah, that's what it looked like. With a sci-fi <laughs> twist. Hey, hey. What's Space 1999 like? Well, it's like the Brady Bunch with a little sci-fi twist in it. Yeah. Helena, Helena, Helena. That's all I ever hear. <laughs> and Bergman's Alice. It's great. Yeah, yeah. The Kelly, moon base bunch. Kelly winds up dying during this. And then the moon just plows through the brain and it dies and the foam gets neutralized. And Alpha survives. Everything's sparkling clean. Yes. And the floors look great. <laughs> Spot, yes. <laughs> yeah, this is the drive through car wash episode. <laughs> Pretty much. Everything gets nice and clean after one. Oh my 
afterwards. And then, then at the end, you know, of course, for their their thoughtful, you know, cliche written end, you know, if only we'd been able to communicate it with it. Yeah, things might have been different. Because yeah, Helena's really upset about Kelly's death. She's like blaming herself, and Conan's like, if we could have communicated sooner, this could have been avoided. Yeah, and yeah. I I'm noticing there's a lot. This show has a lot of. But at what cost kind of story. Yes, but like, at what cost. Like they literally say it a bunch, but there are a lot of episodes that are in the but but at what cost. Right. <laughs> we could have lived that but to live in eternal war. What cost? What but cost? What cost? We could have lived forever, but what at what cost? But at what cost? That's pretty much what it is. I, so, I, know, I, I had space fun with phone. This space phone. It said some trippy stuff in it. It was Sort of weird, not the greatest, but I, I, I am the, this somewhere around the Brian Blessed episode. I feel like this show did turn a corner to where it's like more entertaining, kind of less less repetitive, mm-hmm. and just you know, like we said uh, a couple episodes ago, finding its own what it is, right? Which is plus, oh, oh god, I'm sorry, no, no, no I, I was just gonna say it's kind of not only finding what it is, but kind of uh, like experimenting with different. You know, tropes and ideas too. Yeah, yeah, you know? definitely. Some of them great, and some of them not so great. But some of them have been pretty inventive. This one, eh, not so much. But you know, some of them have been. Yeah, <laughs> if you're inventive, if you're going for something big, I give you credit for that over copying and making something average. You know, that's I don't know. I'll take the failure that tries hard and right. swings plus and misses, but. Plus, they make good use of a lot of really uh, great British character actors through this show. They do, so yeah, definitely. You got to give them credit for that. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right, well, that'll do it for another Moon Buggy Adventure. Until next time, Jim, uh, What? where's your phone parties at this this time of year? My phone parties? Well, mm-hmm. let me tell you. TaylorNetworkPodcast.com, or you can look it up on iTunes or Amazon Music or Spotify or Stitcher. We got the Nothing's On podcast. Me and Daryl Taylor and Johnny Salvo doing our weekly thing where we cover the week in TV, entertainment, and movie news. And then you also got over there at the Taylor Network Podcast Players Club, our video game podcast. We're covering Cyberpunk 2077. We're covering the new consoles, best games of the year, all that good stuff from the end of the year. And HHWLOD.com. We're going to be doing uh, the Walking Dead TV podcast is on hiatus until February when the show comes back. All right. Hashtag fun with foam. And you can find my written work at ysoblue.com, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon4KUHD. There's more fun from the Brandon Peters show this week. Probably not with as much foam, but from old space. Moonbase Alpha out. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Osman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at thebrandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at thebrandonpetershow.com. show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.